it is that magical time of the week. Another journal entry from a fucked newbie trucker. This is the trials, trails, and tribulations of my career as a truck driver. Welcome to trucking life of a trucker who's a motherfucker of your mama's bad ass. Welcome to trucking life of a trucker who's a motherfucker with a big fat ass dick. So please sit back and enjoy the podcast. It is just a snack and never gets old fast. Welcome to another exciting episode of A Trucking Life of a Trucker, episode 32. Noticed how I'm uh, calling them episodes now. I mean, there were episodes before, but since I'm not doing this on a weekly basis anymore and the week numbers are all messed up with the episode numbers, but since it's season two, we're working a little bit different because of how how this whole trucking gig is uh, going here. So right off the bat, what have I been up to since uh, the Halloween episode? Well, in the midst of that, um, uh, Minecraft uh, Earth has been released. So it really helps pass the time for uh, the live loads here while I'm at the shipper. So... It's like, oh, I need to need to record some podcast stuff because this game is taking up too much time. But I can't help myself, you know. It's got to get those, got to get those. Ooh, there's a resource right here. Grab it. Yeah. Nice. Got a sunflower. That's all I got was flowers in that one. Yeah, I'm currently at level 13. Got a shit ton of resources. I'm loving it. Um, I haven't really done any adventures because by the time I get off. Um, work, it's dark, and I tried playing it in the dark, and the AR, uh, in the game doesn't want to, doesn't want to work right, if that makes sense, you know? Uh, but I, I get it to work when I can, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and it's also been cold, cold, and we had a hell of a cold snap last week. Um, t- uh, I guess I should say, what day is it today? November 20th is the day I'm recording this on. There's been other events that I wanted to talk about in the uh, in the past here uh, and uh, get those out of the way. So first off the agenda, yeah, cold, cold as fuck last week. Um, started on Monday and it snowed while I was out and about and uh, that's it dropped like down to tw- in the 20s. It got really, really cold and then it got down in the teens and single digits all the way until Friday of last week. Matter of fact, it's like 30, uh, 35 degrees out, and I got my window open here in the truck, and it's a it's a, it's a a heat wave, you know, when it gets cold, and then it warms up like 30 or 40, and you're like, oh man, this is beautiful, <laughs> you know, so there's that, right? So after the cold snap, we survived that. The uh, RV had a tough time keeping it from freezing up. Um, it finally froze up uh, really bad Thursday. Sewage and uh, main line. It just totally froze up. I'm like, come on, man. This is because normally when it does get below freezing, it's usually like for a night or two. This was a long run of like four days, you know, five days of below freezing before it got up. And then when the when it did warm up, um, somehow the faucet um, 
in the RV got left on when it was frozen, so it wasn't flowing water. So while I'm at work, um, both the sewage, well, actually, first the, the main uh, water line in falled out, which means all that water was filling up, because, but it couldn't escape because the drain was still frozen. So water, the poor dog in that trailer had, had to deal with the river um, in there. So now he's, uh, he's traumatized. Every time he hears the faucet coming on now, he's freaking out. So that's not good. And then I came home to a flooded trailer. <clears throat> However, by the time I got home, the uh, at least the sewage uh, line loosened up. So it wasn't, I don't know how long it was running, but that was a fun mess. I mean, I got the floor clean. wasn't planning on it. And stuff got wet, so that was kind of a kind of a bummer. I got to come up with a better plan for when it gets cold because, unlike here compared to Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne it might go below freezing at night, <clears throat> but I would never be totally frozen solid. And then it would be you know the day it would always uh, warm up. And last year was a weird winter because it only snowed. <coughs> excuse me, in Fort Wayne uh, once during the whole winter season. Um, but there was a nice storm too, if I remember correctly. Okay, so one of the main events was um, it was the yeah it was now it was last week the day of the the snowstorm. I got stuck in a dock. It was one of those downhill docks, and um, yeah, I got stuck in it because of the snow. They had to come out, bring salt, put salt in there, so I can get out of there. So that was interesting. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this because I'm sure I'm going to be dealing with this on a regular basis. Because I even picked up, tried to pick up a trailer in the yard at the Gary Terminal and trying to get underneath it. I just, it was just so much ice and snow, I couldn't get underneath it. Just couldn't get to it. Um, I had to get maintenance to rescue me. So I'm not looking forward to dealing with icy docks. Not looking forward to that, you know. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, this particular place where I got stuck in the dock was a place that I went to during um, my first week out solo in the truck. Now, at the, it's in Chicago, and this particular place to get to it had really tight turns, low bridges, coming off of uh, I believe it's uh, I ninety, yeah, south of I ninety. And it was a I don't know if you remember what episode I put that in, but it was the one where I uh, had to deal with it, and it was really hard and difficult, especially for a newbie. And uh, I had to go there twice because after I left there, I'm like, oh, I'm finally out of there. Hope I never go there again. And I was overweight and I had to go back there to be reworked. And I was like, oh, no, got to get in there again. It was horrible. It was a nightmare, uh, uh, especially with everything going on, just the memories of it. So when I saw that load come across my uh, my work, you know, pre-plan, on uh, yesterday, on Monday, uh, not yesterday, on Monday last week, my heart just dropped. All those memories started flooding back to me. I'm like, oh no, this place. Oh no. <laughs> the place I never wanted to go back to. I guess because, you know, it was like the first week experience I had, it created a, you know, bad first impression. This is definitely one of those places you wouldn't want to send a newbie, you know. I go ahead. Is there anything on this map? Um, although, because of where I was located in this um, Chicagoland, 
I was, uh, my GPS decided to route me up, um, Illinois 50 to get to it this time. Unlike last time, I came up, you know, through the interstate and went south to the shipper. This one I could take, I looked at the routing, I'm like, oh, I can go where I was. I was straight up, uh, Illinois 50. Excuse me. I had to make one right turn and one left turn to get there. I'm like, well, that's a lot easier route. I mean, of course, you're dealing with traffic lights and traffic and, it's it's gonna take a while to get there, but I'm like that's not begin. It's a it's a new route. So yeah, of course the drive getting in there, especially now that I've done this. Uh, what is this month? It's eleventh. So yeah, I started at the beginning of the year. So after eleven uh, months of this shit, it was cakewalk. It was like really, what was I really worried about? On top of it, too, I did go a different route, um, and it turned out to be a lot easier. So if I ever went to this place, this is how I'd probably do it again, is come to it from the south instead of the north. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. And uh, there was still the last turn to get in there, but um, because uh, it's just a tight little road. But it just it wasn't as bad as I remembered it. I'm driving around there going... I don't remember it being this bad. There's actually plenty of room here now because <laughs> you know, I've been through situations now where I have been in tighter situations than that one, you know? So it's kind of like you go back to something that you thought was difficult, but then after a while you get that experience. So when you return you're like, I mean, to this particular location after having all the experience you got, it's like, oh, wow, uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It wasn't that bad except for getting stuck in the dock in the snow. So lesson learned. So it was kind of it was kind of kind of nice because it was amazing how those memories and my heart dropped when I saw that load coming. I'm like, oh no, that one. But it really it really wasn't that bad. <laughs> There's others I would uh, wouldn't mind not going to, but you know because of this area and doing this local work, I'm starting to get a lot of repeat things. Um, I'm learning the area very well. Um, I'm learning different routes and shortcuts, even though they give us routing on our. Uh, work stuff i'm learning little shortcuts and different ways around uh that are legal you know truck routes and whatnot and it's like uh especially when it's a place that is difficult to get into one direction i've learned a better way to get into it from another uh, so it's 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 one of those things you give me like i don't know a good six months of doing this local stuff and we'll see how how good it gets just um you got to be more alert because you gotta you gotta dodge people you gotta dodge uh Dodge the other trucks. All right. Um, so my next note is personal conveyance. Oh, excuse me. I finally got to use personal conveyance. It was, uh, was it Monday? Yeah. Yeah, this Monday. This Monday or that past Monday. I don't even, I don't even know how to go from uh, saying this. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, uh, so it was just a bad day. Um, the day was going really, really smooth. I, I got up, I got up out early in the morning, got to my first delivery, um, an hour early. They unloaded me like in 15 minutes. They worked like clockwork, well, really wasn't much on the trailer, but they worked like clockwork. Uh, got it done, got me out of there. 
And I'm like, all right, let's go to the next load. We're going to get there early, and we're going to get this good day going. It's going good because I got they gave me three pre-plans for this day, and I'm like, I'm rolling because it's like once I get these pre-plans and get back to the terminal, um, it's a chance of going home earlier that night. You know what I mean? Uh, and then I got to my second shipper, and then that's <sighs> when the fucking shit hit the fucking fan. Yep. This is where the day went downhill. I uh, go to check in. They tell me, they look at my uh, pickup number and they go, that's not the right one. It has a G at the end. Okay, cool. Uh, get a hold of dispatch. Of course, every time I'm starting to learn, if, if, if there's a situation where i got to get a hold of dispatch, it's going to take 30 minutes to get a response. And if it goes on, it can take an hour or two. So whenever I hear the term from somebody, you need to contact dispatch, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> That's the worst thing I want to hear. Oh. oh, shit, I just spilled coffee all over myself. Well, at least it's lukewarm. <sighs> Lovely. But, yeah. Okay, little FedEx dude. Yeah, you're really speeding through here, man. <laughs> Look at you go. So, dispatch says, well, go ahead, take the number, and it had a G on it. And then they gave me another number uh, that they had on record, add a G to that. Uh, of course, I give her the number, and she's like, those those aren't our numbers, they're a uh, certain set of digits. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. So here we go, another round, another 30 minutes with dispatch. At this point, it's almost an hour and a half. I'm waiting for... You know, to get this, because I knew you wanted to get this load. Now I'm at the point where, now that I was early, there was an appointment. Now I'm officially late for the appointment because I don't have this stupid fucking number. Uh, so finally, they gave me a third number, and I run inside, and she says, "No, it doesn't look like our number." And finally, I begged her. I said, "Could you please, please type it in the computer and see what comes up?" So she types it in the computer. Says, "Oh." There it is. Oh, and you're late. This is where, you know, you go facepalming. I'm late. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> I'm clocking this. I was here, man. Just because you wouldn't type the number. Next time a situation like this happens, I'm going to be like, type that number into the computer and check it. Just because it doesn't look like your normal format, go ahead and type it in there anyways because it might be right. Oh, what a stupid C word. Oh, oh. Bitch. She must have been having a rough day because she just fucked my day. And, of course, now that I'm late, they have to work, you know, do a work-in to get me into the dock to go ahead and get fucking loaded. So now I sit another three hours at the dock. So I'm pretty much there four and a half fucking hours getting loaded. So now I'm late for the appointment on the delivery end. And then I started getting out of there. And then finally, my third pre-plan of the day course, it's getting canceled. It's done. All right. Well, once you deliver, head on back to the Gary Terminal, right? I'm like, okay. And I knew the place I was going to. And I'm like, they're usually pretty quick. They're usually <coughs> excuse me, in and out of there within, uh, within an hour, you know. But then again, I didn't know. I was like, oh, well, I'm late for my appointment. So we'll see how this goes, right? All right. You see where this is going, right? Kind of funny because it was only 16 miles away from the shipper. Only 16 miles, yeah. But anyways, 
Oh, there's a cow there, and I can't grab that fucking cow. So I get there, check in, they give me a duck. So I back up to the duck, and the light stays green. It hasn't gone red for about an hour. Finally, I get antsy. I can see the clock ticking. I'm like, oh boy, we're starting to burn into my 16-hour uh, exception here, right? Well, I go in and I said, hey, have you forgotten about me? And she says, as soon as I walk in, she says, oh, oh, you know, she talks on the radio. And says, they're, they're unloading you now. So I go back to the truck. The uh, the light on the dock has now uh, turned red. It's red now. However, uh, I don't feel any forklifts. I don't feel anybody in there. So I end up sitting there. Finally, I do feel forklifts. It's one of those, oh, I feel a forklift. Okay, then 10 minutes later... To 15 minutes later, up oh, there's another forklift in there taking out another pallet, just taking their sweet ass fucking time. And uh, excuse me, I I sit there, and now with my 16 hour exemption, I got uh, 23 minutes left on the clock, and I'm an hour and a half from Gary. So I'm like, fuck. Um, I, I, this is one of those situations, you know. At least I didn't have a load. If I had a load, then I have to violate the clock, figure out what's going on. And so I call, uh, I call into my fleet manager, let him know what's going on. Crazy thing is like, oh, you're in a day cab, so it wouldn't be very comfortable if you stayed the night there. I'm like, nope, don't. There's no overnight parking here. <laughs> I made that clear. I was like, all right, we're gonna put you on personal conveyance. You know, I'm like, okay, cool, because there's no, there's no load. So I got to drive back, although it ended my day very, very late because when I got in the door at home, I started the day I left home at 5 a.m. in the morning, and I come in the door, and it was 12.24. Pretty much microwave a quick meal and went to bed and cuddled my dog and wife. And then, of course, had to get right up and do it again the next day. I guess I can call it... Uh, the craziness of this craziness, but it was kind of cool. Um, I've never been able to use personal conveyance, so it was all new to me. It's kind of neat, um, especially when you're in a situation. I don't know how often it is uh, it is uh, used. It's probably used a lot for the local guys because they probably get into a pinch quite often. And obviously, uh, they actually suggested just stay the night there. You only because it would have been five hours before still. Before uh, my 10 was up. So that's how long I was there. Yeah, five hours. Yeah, it was five hours up that one. By the time I got out of there, but it was just kind of... Uh. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm ever going to get into a sticky situation. I mean, I'm sure after I do this for a while, it's going to happen someday. It's coming, you know what I mean? And I'm going to have a hell of a story to talk about in the podcast. <laughs> So I get my rest. Of course, I'm out right in the morning, and I'm like, oh, well, tomorrow's a new day. It's Tuesday. We'll get bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Kind of. Not really. It didn't give me, you know, it's kind of hard to sleep. And, uh, you got a 30-minute commute, so there's an hour burned up right there, and you can sort of nine hours. I have to get something to eat, and, of course, in the morning I get coffee and get something to eat, so there's an hour there, so it's eight hours. I think I got about almost eight hours of sleep. I slept pretty good, but still, it just didn't feel like enough. <laughs> it just didn't feel like enough. And I get up the next morning, and I'm like, okay, it's a new day. This day is going to be 
fucking awesome. No, no, no. This day went to fucking shit too. I'm like, really? Two in a row? I mean, it really wasn't as bad as the last, but what happened was really, really comical. I go to do my first two pre-plans, which is pretty much I deliver a load, I pick up the load from this place. Uh, I get there, you know, drop my trailer, ready to go, get the paperwork to go get the next trailer. Anyways, I'm driving around the, the lot, and I can't find that trailer. So I search again. I have the yard dog search. I even had another employee in there go and search. We couldn't find the trailer. So I'm like, well, is it possible that the number's wrong in the paperwork? So now we go through the situation of checking the trailers to see if, you know, we can match up the seal number. Well, turns out all the trailers are empty, and there's two trailers being unloaded. The one I delivered and another one. So the trailer and the load were gone. So now I'm sending a message to dispatch, and I'm saying, just for the hell of it, I'm like, well, the tra- are my preloaded trailer's not here. Could you look it up on GPS? And they go, yeah, they send me a message back on, yeah, the trailer you're supposed to pick up, it's not there. Of course, they're suggesting the same thing. Is it there something wrong with the paperwork? I'm like, nope, already already uh, gone through this uh, rigmarole. I, I, you know, sometimes they suggest things, and it's like, I've already done that because, I, you know, I can think, I can think, you know what I mean? I can think. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I investigated first before going the next route. And I... Call, the fleet manager called me and wanted a little bit more details because he was suggesting that it was you know, the number was wrong on the sheet. I'm like, no, no, explain to him. Yeah, we looked at all the trailers. It's not here. Could you do me a favor, though, and see what happened to that trailer? And then he finally looks up the records in the computer. Oh, yeah, somebody picked up that trailer this morning and took it over to uh, another customer as an empty. Okay, cool. And I said at this point, well, I got it wasn't very far away. It was about uh, 16 miles away. I'm like, let me go look. Let me go look and see if this is our trailer. Confirm that the uh, the seal is, you know, because at this point, you know, the load's not there. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go retrieve this load. Then I get to the customer and I get go to check in and they're going to check. And, and they said, yeah, I'm here to look for an empty. It's got a load on it. Okay, well, all right, here you go. Go go grab it. Then I go to the trailer and I look at it and this is, I see no seal on the back because that's what I was going to check to, you know, confirm that this was the load. I'm like, oh, man, this trailer is empty. So I open the doors, and there it is. The seal's laying on the back of the trailer, and there's the load. And it's a load of food products. So I'm like, well, next step, I guess we can go back to the uh, the shipper, see if they can reseal it, and get there. And they, they're like, oh, guess what? Uh, this is a tampered load. It left the property and then the seal got broken. Because now we don't know if the quantity of the product in the trailer is wrong or something's been tampered with because it's food product. You're going to have to, you know, have your people contact our people to figure out what's going on with this load. And uh, we'll have to go from there. First I call call dispatch, let them know what's going on so they, you know, wait wait a little bit for them to figure out what the fuck's going on. And eventually get a message, all right, return it to Gary um, and relay it. Um, and drop it off at the relay board with the seal and the paperwork. Okay, whatever. So I get to, I get to Gary. Hey, fucking plane. Oh, yeah, I think the, 
near the, what's it called, Midway, Midway Airport. Uh, need a swig of coffee real quick. And uh, as I, when I get to Gary, I noticed somehow my notifications were turned down on my uh, truck PC. I noticed that I uh, got a message saying, oh, the customer wants their trailer back. At this point, I see my workflow still has me relaying the load in Gary. I'm like, oh my fucking god, man, this fucking load. At this point, I'm just like, I'm just going to drop it. Luckily, I called into the, the fleet manager, and at this point, they're on the uh, the night shift fleet managers. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm dropping this trailer here. Here's the situation. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, fucking, I'm like, fucking going back. I'm done with dealing with this. I'm going home for the night because I'm already tired because, you know, I had a long day the day before. And now this day, at this point, I, at least I could end it, you know, at my normal ending shift, which is, they call it 7 to 7. But uh, I'm like, no, I want to get the, you know, I've had a long day. I, I'm, you know, because I, I, I do this and who knows, it could be, a long day, and how long are they going to sit there at the customer dealing with that trailer? I don't know, but I'm dropping it here. I'm relaying it. That's what the workflow says to do, so I'm doing it. Okay. Um, and it, oh, is there? Come on, cow, come right by me. You know, I know you're somebody's mom, but you know, please come closer. Wait, nothing spawning in this spot today. It's a bad little spot. I need to get some piggies for my uh, achievement today. I just some spots are weird like that. <coughs> so yeah, there goes my rant to the asshole who, when you took the trailer to go give it to somebody else as an empty, how the fuck do you not know it's empty? We're talking 42,000 pounds here too. So you're going to know driving it that there's a fucking load on there. Unless you're completely new and have no... <laughs> It's just, holy shit. Or you're just pissed off and they didn't have any empties when you got there, so you're like, fuck it, I'm taking this one. But you, that particular individual costed the company a lot of money. Costed me money because now I'm I'm out my you know my next load for the day, so I don't get that money because I'm dealing here fucking around with this. So I'm losing time and money. And then the company is with the gas and the truck and paying me the little bit I'm getting for miles. It's going to pay me the miles on it, but it was like 16 miles back and forth on that little drive I did. Most of it was just sitting there waiting for responses from dispatch. That's why they need to be paid. We need to. There needs to be a law in place that when you're on duty status, you need to be at least paid minimum wage. You know, at least. Um, I would be happy with that. Could make some money that way. But then again, you probably have a lot of people... Uh, Wasting their clocks at the end of the day to max out their own duty. <laughs> People would find a way to work that, wouldn't they? But yeah, it just it just blows my mind that they obviously never went to the back of the trailer, saw that it was sealed. They obviously didn't open it if the seal was already broken there or whatever happened. It just blows my mind. Blows my mind. And then drove it down the drove it down the road. I did notice that it was heavy. Didn't even have the tandems adjusted either. <laughs> just they obviously hooked up to this trailer and just booked it. Uh, uh, 
I'll probably never know the other side of the story. <laughs> you know, unless somebody says, oh, that was me. Uh, I was low on my clock. You know, I don't know. I don't know the story. Was it, was it too cold outside? You just didn't want to get out of your truck and look. You just kind of hooked it and ran. Well, you'd have to go out for to put your airlines on at least and raise the landing gear. And even what, <coughs> that's another thing too. When you uh, raise in the landing gear, you can tell when a trailer's empty or not, especially when it's loaded. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to make some noise because there's some weight there. You know? It doesn't, the landing gear doesn't go as up as smoothly. It's, it's heavy. And so that was, that was my, uh, my day yesterday. And I really wanted to talk about it because I just wanted to say to that person, fuck you. Next time, check your fucking trailer. Make sure the bitch is empty. I guess it was bound to happen, you know. But still, it was just the whole thing of the seal broke, being broken too is what's really breaking the deal because now the customer is going to reject it on either side. So the company might be stuck with the truckload of food. Yeah. And if that happens, I don't know what the company would do to to deal with that situation for the uh, the driver that um, decided to give somebody a loaded trailer as an empty. So there's that. There's all my drama. I think I got it out. Those are the three uh, main topics I wanted to, to discuss that uh, happened uh, this week. Or the last couple of weeks. Okay. Well... End rant. It's time to regret someone of the fucking ass, yeah. It's time to regret someone of the fucking ass, yeah. Alright, who am I going to rail today? Who's going to get it this episode? Hmm, well, I've been kind of browsing in my group, trying to find somebody that is uh, kind of worthy about uh, getting Rick railed for this particular episode. And I think I found one. I think I found one. This motherfucker goes by the name... What is it? Uh, Matthew... Pritchard, Pritchard, Pritchard. I don't know. One of those last names. It's like it's like it's like Wisconsin uh, towns. It's like uh, how do you say that? What what language is that? Is that even a word? <laughs> well, anyways, he uh, posted up um, in the group. He says, uh, "Well, that is how many miles I had before I was officially let go yesterday. Ten to nineteen. That doesn't even make sense, because this was posted on December 3rd. Huh. He says, if I'm still in this group, by the time I get my next job, I would gladly show you all what my next wave of choices is to be. Well, first of all, maybe maybe he meant to put 12 to 19 instead of 10 to 19. I mean, why would you post something saying, oh, yeah, I got let go yesterday, but yet you put a date from, like, two months ago. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the first um, um, railing you're going to get. 
um, when you post something, uh, pre-read your shit. Make sure you're not sounding like a total flaming fucking faggot that likes it up the fucking dickhole and uh, doesn't even know what day it is. <clears throat> you know? Um, so check uh, check what you're doing there. And then he's got a, a screenshot of his phone. It says, uh, rail consecutive uh, safe miles, 35,109. Uh, rail career miles, 44,393. So he was, um, what's the uh, term I'm looking for? Um, about, eh, wasn't even close to halfway through his contract, so hasn't been doing it very long. All of us are kind of curious uh, what he did to break the safe miles because he's got about 10,000 there uh, when he was a newbie. And, um, and of course, uh, Mr. Mike here is really curious. Uh, why did they let him go? Why did he go? And he says, um, he was, uh, he replied with a, oh, I was late on eight different loads. Now, the question is, was this late because management up in the office screwed something up? <clears throat> or is this just because you're late because you're late? Okay. Another person has, uh, what division and how late, you know? And, of course, he replies, saying, oh, yeah, I'm a reefer. And they never told me how late I was. Okay, right there. I'm going to call bullshit right there. I said, they never told him how late he was. I think he knows exactly how late he was. I mean, how do you not know? He's acting like this is some type of big fucking surprise to the whole fucking Facebook group. But some of us can see through the bullshit and say, hey, man, um... You know, you know exactly what you did. You don't have to sit here and beat around the bush about it. And then, of course, Mr. Buddy replies to him going, Eight loads in four or five months? You need a new alarm. That comment got four likes. <laughs> of course, another one here, um, Michelle. is like, ah, oh, the safe miles don't match up. What's up with that? What's up, huh? Of course, Matthew, he comes back here and replies, says, Your guess is as good as mine. Well, actually, he re Your guess is as mine. What? Your guess is as mine, is what he replies with. I guess he's trying to say, Your guess is as good as mine. <clears throat> so basically, here he is. He's playing stupid again. Just like he knows what eight loads he was laid on. He knows it. He's not stupid. And then he, then he says, uh, what happened to his safe miles that he doesn't know? How do you not know how your safe miles... You know, you had to fuck up somewhere, right? And you have to remember to be fucked up. What is this guy, high or smoking crack? He's obviously forgetting what he does. He does he's, 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 he's acting like he's completely surprised that he got shit-canned for being late. Um, can't remember why uh, he lost his safe miles, so, you know. And there's that. So how does he not know? You think you'd, you, if you're going to lose your safe miles, you're going to get a call. You're going to get a call from safety, and they're going to let you know what the fuck's going on. Right? Right? So Mr. Ray here replies, says, Sheesh, I've been here two years and only been late with load once. Good luck on your next journey, though. And that's my thing. You know, you are going to be late. But usually, every time I've been late, it's been some super, you know, traffic incident that is, you know, delayed me. 
or the planners just aren't good at planning. Uh, that happens a lot. Most of the time, it's planners that can't plan. They stick you on a load, and say, "Oh, you have a, you have an appointment in an hour, but you got a three-hour drive." Okay, whatever. Not my fault, right? That kind of stuff. So it's really hard to say. And of course, another one here. Uh, Christopher replies and says, "The key is communication." The sooner dispatch knows, the easier it is for them to contact customers or try to repower the load or something. I think he meant to say relay the load, which means you give it off to somebody else who uh, who can. But, yeah, there you are, Mr. Matthew. You're, you're sitting there playing dumb. Let's go ahead and check out his, uh, his Facebook profile. See what's going on here. Okay, there's that post. Well, he posts. Oh man, he's got a lot on here. He's got a. He's got a. He's one of these guys. He doesn't know. He apparently doesn't know what's going on. But he's got to cry about it on his social media, so he can get a lot of attention. And he posts. Well, it was a fun ride with the company, but as of today, I am set on a temporary leave without pay. I hope you all have a nice um, holiday and stay safe. Say what? Okay, now, okay, now, now we're getting deep. Yeah, what happened? You got to tell the, all the story. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got to tell the whole fucking story. You just don't go up in this bitch and expect to get attention because you don't, you don't even know what you're saying yourself. Oh man, he was a guy that was like late four times. They never tell everything. Okay, temporary leave. You'd be better off just resigning and going to find another job, says Mr. Timothy. Okay, so Matthew's got a reply here. Okay, I'm going to put myself on a blast here, and apparently I was late eight times for was me trying to be nice to myself, but in the long run, I get to home for the holidays, and I'm already in the process of finding new employment. What the fuck did he just say? What is this guy, two, two fucking years old? Did he even pass fucking English class? I'm not even going to blame this one on autocorrect. What the fuck? Oh. I'm afraid to read more. And someone says, replies William, What the fuck? I'm late too. Am I next? Yeah, it makes me wonder. You know, now it's got people talking in here. Flatbeds are rarely late. It's usually uh, end of business day windows or deliveries between the day and that day reefer and appointments. Okay. Well, and so this goes. Oh, this is a long thread about um, something else that's not interesting or about the topic at hand. Because I was looking for. Let's see. Can anyone tell me the Wi-Fi password? is for the guest Wi-Fi at the Gary Terminal. Okay, if you don't know that, they tell you that during your orientation. Guess you didn't write it down, and you also have uh, your own personal password for getting on the Wi-Fi. I guess you never at... Oh, I don't want to know. Oh, here he goes. He's got a... He's got a he's, this is like the fourth post I'm reading here on his page. It says, uh, well, it was nice run with the company, but as this morning, I was late to a drop. Okay, first of all, late to a drop. Usually dropping hooks aren't really a, on an appointment. BC, um, 
sometime last night, I shut off my alarm and I was late to one note place. It's bye bye me. Let me read that again. I was late to one note place. It's bye bye me. What the fuck, man? I can't even read this shit. But if I get to, if I get let go when my FM gets tomorrow, I hope to stay in this group. BC, I love seeing the place you all go to. I'll give an update tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so it was he, he missed his alarm and he did this eight times so he definitely has an issue I'm guessing uh, sleeping in if I'm investigating here correctly he's um, can't wake up and he's not getting moving so that's why he's late that's, I guess that's a different excuse that's unlike traffic or an office fuck up at least you know why the driver's late, but it's kind of hard to explain. Oh, my alarm didn't go off, so I slept in two extra fucking hours. Oops. Okay, maybe once you let it slide, it can happen. But eight fucking times? Yeah, I can see exactly, exactly what why they let him go. Uh, it's funny, someone Arthur says, I don't understand the it's bye-bye me. Was it part of the deal for a local route or something? Rel doesn't just shit-can people unless they really fuck up, like roll a truck or lose a load. If it is because of something like um, a dedicated just-ass transfer to flatbed, if you want to stay with the company, we're late all the time because of bullshit, right? Yep, traffic, deliveries in the middle of nowhere, five-hour unloading from the last stop, talk to your AFM before jumping ship or jumping to conclusions. We'll see... He obviously didn't get the post. Um, Arthur obviously didn't, probably didn't read a previous one, but basically, like I said, it's not because of normal bullshit. It's because he's not waking up on time. He's sleeping in. He's going on his time. He's not taking a 10-hour break. He's taking a 15 fucking every day, right? For eight days. <laughs> oh, so that's like saying, oh, I, I, you, yeah, that would be any job. You, uh, you're late for work every day. Guess what? They're gonna shit can you, right? So, so now, now I get it. Now I get it. <sighs> yeah. Okay, kind of strolling back here on this thing here. He's asking for a lot of advice. What the hell is this shit? Who thinks I should trust the world? Okay. Do you have to wait until you can have a pet in the truck? Well, I finally made a. Well, I finally made the 600-mile run. I never made that, but yeah. but there we go. There's my conclusion of Mr. Um, Matthew Pritchard. 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 You fucked up. You were late for work, and that's why your ass got fucking shit canned. Now quit whining all over the fucking groups, acting like, oh, it's a big surprise. The company let me go because I was late to a load. And it was because I slept in last night. <laughs> they did. Oh, really? What the fuck, dude? You, you, I can't even use the term, you're a fucking faggot. <sighs> what can I use? You're a fucking pussy. That's what it is. Yeah, you're a fucking little bitch. 
That's what you are. You're late to work on your own terms. You did this to yourself. You fucked yourself. Now go fuck yourself. It is time for Trucking Life of a Trucker breaking news with your reporter, Anthrit Oniravato, live on the scene. Boy, we got some interesting news to tell you in this episode. <clears throat> Basically, as you know, it's that time of the year where the snow fucking starts flying. And when the snow starts fucking flying, you ain't making miles, you're fucked. You ain't making money. You're sitting there at a truck stop, or sitting at home, but somewhere, but you're not driving. And that's just something that comes with this time of year when you're a trucker motherfucker. Right? Yeah. But this story comes directly off of um, Twisted Truckers on Facebook. And it is a... looks like a photograph of a message sent to a driver by his um, probably fleet manager. And the message reads, You have chains on your truck. We cannot afford to have you down or the load to be days late due to weather. If we can drive, we will, whether it be 5 miles an hour or an appropriate speed as long as we are safe. It's trucking. It's the job. Let's do it. Thanks, all. Now this got everyone up in an uproar. Twister Truckers have this to say. We don't know what company sent this fleet wide message. Also, it was sent out to all the drivers. So if you received this message recently, message us privately what company sent this out. What piece of shit dispatch fleet manager, driver manager, all of you will stay anonymous. We will uh, repost tomorrow if messages line up. Well, that's it. Well... And it definitely got everyone up in an upward over this message. Um, another person here in uh, one of the comments says, Click on the original image, and you'll see that there's a follow-up image sent a couple of hours after that. Apparently, that fleet manager driver leader had a supervisor see the message and was promptly given a spanking and had to issue out a half-assed correction. Uh, this comment. Um, this was apparently sent out by Swift, by the way. Somebody needs to dock this fleet manager. <laughs> yeah, but that could probably get you in trouble legally, right? Can't really dock somebody. Expect to get away with it, even though you're trying to say, "Hey, look what my company's doing," and you know, send it to Twisted Truck or say, "Hey, they're trying to get me to run in the snow, and I don't feel safe about doing this." Of course, you don't feel safe doing it, so don't do it. Just get over it. You can go ahead and post it, but you can't go and then, you know, say, oh, this is the company I work for, and this is the name of my fleet manager. Oh, and here's their Facebook page. Go harass them. <laughs> Even though it's tempting, that could bite you in the ass. You know, yeah, just don't. Um, I know in some companies, messages like that are meant, you, you can't be posting them outside of, 
of work. You know, it's meant to stay in the company. So somebody, <coughs> excuse me, probably by trying to make an example of this weird post he got, um, um, if he gets caught by his company, which I'm sure they know who it is because it's it's, it's gone viral on the internet, right? It goes viral and then... Um, uh, maybe even the uh, fleet manager sees it and be like, "Oh, hey, look at this! Now we really got you. You violated company policy, man. We're gonna get you." And it all is like, "Fuck, man! He was trying to do the right fucking thing by trying to expose your fucking ass, and it turns around and bites you in the ass." You know, some things are just not right in this world. You just got to be careful when you're posting it. But um, I agree to the uh, fleet manager or whoever sent it out to the drivers. That is fucked up. I don't think anybody. Uh, would uh, would be very happy about getting a message like that. That's fucking mean, dude. That's like saying, hey, you see that cliff over there? I want you to drive off that fucking cliff and land that fucking tra- truck on the highway below to save some time. I don't give a fuck if, you, if it's unsafe or not. You fucking drive that truck off the cliff, motherfucker. That's, that's basically what the statement means, but in a very... I know what, that's not even professional. I, uh, seriously. I know I hear it a lot. A lot of people say, oh, these flight managers, these office workers, they get to go home every day. They get their weekends and holidays off and blah, 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 this and that. And they don't understand what's, what's going on through the driver. I'm sure that's probably true. Because just like anybody else, I've worked in the office job. I know how it is. It's a job. You go there. You don't really want to be there, but you're making money, so you put up with what out your day. And as soon as that clock hits five, you, you you know you're you're clocking out and you're flying out that door. You can't really do that when you're the driver. Even as a local driver, I have to make it back to the terminal and you know go in my day. It's not like I say it's five o'clock. I'm fucking walk. You know I'm going home. See ya. I'll continue on from here. You know, unless you're over the road and you have to park because that clock's done, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. Different hours, you know, different hours. I guess outside of this news about this crazy um, fleet manager, when you look at it, if you take the hours you had on duty and driving, take those hours and divide it up by what you get paid in that week. You might be surprised. You might be better off in that office job. That office job where I was making sixteen twenty-five an hour really wasn't that bad when I do my calculations and it's coming to like $10 or $11 per hour. Time spent, you know what I mean? Makes you think, even though my, my money, take-home money, is higher in a two-week period than it was at the other job, I had a lot more free time. You see what I mean? A lot more free time. But there you go. There you have it. Fleet manager goes crazy. Gets a, Sends a crazy message. Everyone on the internet gets to read it. It's all over truckers. Twisted truckers. It's the end of the fucking world. That's it. It's over. Somebody's probably going to get fucked there. But who knows what. I don't know if we'll ever... Here, the other side of that story. If I ever do hear anything about it, I will update you later in another news segment. Thank you for joining me here out here on the field of this beautiful day.
This has been Anthrit with uh, Trucker News. Yeah, I guess that works. I, 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 I need to come up with a better name for my segment like now CNN. This is CNN News. This is Fox News. Maybe I'll call myself Dog News. This is the dog news of the dog and dog eat world, motherfucker. You're watching Trucker Dog News. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Let's go ahead and uh, move on from here, shall we? This has been a segment I have been wanting to do for a very, very long time. Reason being is it doesn't happen very, very often that I get a little bit of feedback. But, Mr. I. David Conway, via Instagram message, sends me, Hey man, found your podcast on Spotify. I'm thinking about going to Prime Trucking School, and I love hearing your stories. Keep it up. Well, I replied with a thank you, but I did want to do bring some stuff up since you're getting new and want to want to join Prime. I don't know much about Prime, but I can say it's probably going to be like any other uh, company that's going to train you um, to get your CDL. They're gonna they're really gonna push you, and so when you get out on the road, it's gonna be rough for a while. Um, depending on how the training is, is because especially when you do the over over the road training, you just never really know what you're uh, going to be getting into. Uh, for example, things went very very smoothly when I was uh, on my over the road training. But then when I get out on my own, everything goes to hell. So I I had to learn how to deal with all these newbie things because they didn't happen when um when I was uh uh getting trained even my trainer he says man I wish I, we could have some uh have some uh, drama and some stuff going on here so you can really understand what's going on no I eventually figured out later so I had to learn how to deal with those situations I've learned how to accept that yes this is the trucking industry and these things happen like right now I've been sitting here for a couple of hours waiting to get unloaded when I had an appointment with them. But they're not in a hurry. They're not in a rush. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast. I'm sorry it took me a while to kind of talk about your comment on the podcast. It's been about three weeks since you sent it, but since then um, I went local, and, of course, I'm now doing the podcast episodes whenever I have enough, I guess you would say, content to make an episode. And for one, you know, I'm going home every day, so I want to get to relaxing and kind of like save this for when I got really long waits. It really helps um, pass the time. So I just kind of collect a lot of notes and do it that way. But yeah, if if you're really interested, I will say if you're new at it, if you have a family at home, kids... It's going to be rough on you, especially if you're going to be OTR. If you're a single guy and you're OTR, go for it, man. Go out there. Go get them miles. Go travel around the country. 
maybe even go to another country like Canada or Mexico if you get that kind of job. I don't know where Prime actually goes. At least uh, with rail here, it's mostly Midwest and uh, East Coast. As a matter of fact, whenever somebody in the in our Facebook group uh, gets a load out west, they're like, holy cow, I get to go out west. I get to go to Arizona. Because what? that's where the real, you know, I don't want to say the real driving's at, but it's a good miles, you know, going from coast to coast. But uh, I'm sure with Prime, though, I'm sure they're all over the country. I know, like, I would say uh, just for your own sanity and your reputation, avoid Swift. Swift's, like, the last option. Usually a lot of people will go to, like, something like Prime, although then they'll fail Prime. Then they'll go over to Rail. They'll fail over at Rail. And then they'll go join Swift. And Swift says, here's your CDL. Go drive, baby. You only, yeah, yeah, you only got... Ten hours of experience, baby. Go get on that road. And if you want to, you don't even have to drive on that road with Swift. (laughs) Ditches, lakes, rivers, you name it, you can drive on it. Even through buildings. (laughs) Uh, So avoid that at all costs. You'll know um, when you do it, probably in your first month, if you want to do this long term or not. For me, like I said, I do have family at home, so that's why I have the desire to always go local. And eventually, you know, when I get more experience, I'll do something a little bit more local, but, you know, less hours, but more money. You know what I'm saying? Get an hourly CDL job. But that's down the road. You know, I'm still I'm still in the beginning stages. I'm still learning. Um, but just remember, it's you never stop learning with this, ever. Or with anything in life, uh, in general. So, so go with that, man. Just go with it. Just go with it. Go, go do it. Give Prime a try. Um, at least with my experience, if you want to join Rail, you know exactly what to expect. Because I've documented it all, baby. I've documented it all. So maybe your experience may differ with another company. Yeah. This uh, next one came to me via email, and I think it says Chevelle Lestling Running. Hard to read because it's all one word, so I can't tell uh, what words were it. Chevelle, maybe? Chevelle, list running. I, I, oh, it, okay. And the email says Christina. That makes it easy. We'll just call you Christina then, Christina. Okay. Um, email reads, Hello. I've lived in an S10 for the past year. Oh, so you're a van life. Subject of the of the email is called Van Life to Trucking. Recently got a house to rent for a couple of months. I was just thinking about getting my CDL through Jim Palmer and being regional western. Go for it, man. Was wondering if the money is decent. Did you enjoy OTR? Seemed like you constantly wanted to be home. Okay. I'm going to pause the email right there. For one, awesome. Fellow van lifer, hello. I started in van lifing, and then now I'm RV lifing, but in a 
in an RV uh, park at the moment. But great lifestyle, great lifestyle. If you love traveling, if you can find uh, money doing the van life, that's always a, that's always a tricky one, right? Unless you have a good online job, but I just can't be bothered to sit at a computer to do all that, to make money that way. Thinking about getting a CDL to Jim Palmer. Okay, that's uh, another difference. Um, being regional western. Regional western, yes. Oh, yeah, if you're doing western, yeah, be western, man. Be western. You don't want to deal with this uh, heavy big city, high traffic area if you don't want to, right? Um, and you're wondering if the money is decent. It's. I really don't know. It depends on that particular company's pay package and what they're going to pay uh, per miles but if you can get the miles even at like 32 cents a mile which I started at you can um, easily clear a thousand bucks after taxes every week so it's the money is good but if you get a bad week with low miles you can get a $500 check all depends on what they're going to give you and how well you're going to pull it off. It's kind of like, it's not like guaranteed. You work a 40-hour job and you get this much every two weeks so you know exactly how to budget things. With trucking, like last week because of the holiday, because uh, it was Thanksgiving last week, I made a lot less, so it's making uh, paying the bills for that particular week a little rough, but I'll even it out throughout the rest of the month if that makes sense. So it really depends on how much you do. And that really depends on company. Who knows? Palmer might be really good. I don't know. And you know, on the fact of, it seemed like I always constantly wanted to be home. Yes, if I was, I like I said in, in the previous one, uh, okay, all right, um, You know, it, it it depends on your lifestyle. If you have wife and kids at home, it's going to be really hard to leave them. And you're going to be out a long time. So if that's going to be an issue, yeah, you're, you're going to want to be home more. If you're single and you have no obligations to deal with at home, you can basically say, all right, I'm going to go out on the road for a long time and make some bucks. Then it then I say it's the right thing for you. It depends on the person. For me, I do like to go home to my wife every day. Um, I like to go home. I like to do things at the end of the day. You know, I like to be able to at least have weekends off instead of thirty four hours, and be able to actually do something. And and now that I'm doing, I'm um, going home, and doing the daily thing. I can get my chores done at the end of the work day so then I don't have to do them on the weekends like before it was just like get these chores done as fast as possible try to get some relaxing in and take off for another week um, so that was and be gone away from my wife you know and she doesn't want to and yeah and then there's that factor I guess if you can find a job a driving job to where you could bring your spouse along for me the company allows a writer, but I think it's like for a week at a time or something like that. 
it could be like a permanent deal kind of a thing. And plus, my wife, she wants to go to work. She doesn't want to sit in the truck all the time, right? Because it's not like, it's not the kind of traveling like when you're in your, your van, you know? You can, uh, matter of fact, I see a lot of spots going on a tangent here. As I'm driving through areas, I see a lot of spots. Being a previous van lifer, I'm like, man, I'll remember that spot. But in a truck, you just can't say, I'm going to take my 10-hour break there at that beautiful campground next to the beach on Lake Michigan. You can't. But in the van, you can. So you, you'll have moments like that where you're going to pass a lot of things that are like, oh, that's really cool. I want to check that out. But you just don't got the time. You got to keep moving. You got to keep on trucking. There ain't no time. You ain't no tourist. This ain't no vacation. You're working. So do keep that in mind. A lot of people, I know they're like, oh, I'm going to get into trucking. I'm going to be able to do all this traveling. Well, that's all you do is traveling. only thing you're going to see is from your windshield. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can... Um, you know, when I take my 10-hour break, I go into town and do this and do that. Not really, because most of the time, the truck stops, especially in big metropolitan areas, are so far out from the city, it takes you hours to get into it to actually do something. Um, a small town you can get away with. I mean, there was a few spots up in Michigan that were small towns, like Lionis, if you're probably pronouncing that wrong again, but that's what I like to call it, Lionis, where the town, uh, the customer I was at there, did my 10-hour break, but there's a small little town. You can actually walk around the whole town within a couple of hours, walk next to the river, so you can kind of enjoy that. You don't have to walk anywhere, take a bus, or grab an Uber, etc., etc., etc. But that doesn't happen very often, most of the time in industrial zones, and it's going to be pretty boring, and that's all you're going to see is the industrial park. Oh, how did I get off on that tangent from just uh, want me to be home? But yeah, if you want more time off for yourself, it really depends on how well you want to push it. For me, I'm getting into it to get experience and um, and training, I guess you would say, so I can get a better job in the future that pays more, but you work less. But I've got to earn it. You know, I've got to do the OTR. It's kind of like OTR is the open position at the company. You know, it's the janitor position. Then the janitor works up to the receptionist. The receptionist works up to the accountant. The accountant works up to the supervisor. It's something like that. It's like the OTR is the low low end of the barrel. Maybe to some people, maybe to not. But that's how I look at it. And then you got your next level, which is local. And then you got other things like dump truck and bus driving and that kind of thing. And then you got your ultimate, you know, city and county and government jobs that are like, uh, we'll consider them the, the top of the cream of the crop. Everyone I said says, get your experience when you get your CDL and go get a good county or city job. You work less, make more. Right? Okay. And then let's continue on with your email. You said, I don't have anybody, so nothing to go back to. You know, I should have read that before I said all that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that explains it. So you, you'd be probably happy over OTR. Um, I found a town I like, but no jobs here that pay well. Yeah, 
It's a problem with a job like that, you know, some towns like that. So I figured if I live in a truck again, I might as well have a big rig and make some money to get a nice hour, nice house in the country someday. Yes, kind of like what I'm doing. I'm working a lot right now. We almost, hopefully by December, will have our land in Arizona paid off. I only owe $950, and I'm hoping to have that done by the end of the year and have the deed and everything settled in January. Then the land is on lockdown. And we're going to start uh, building and going from there to move there next year. Next year, we're doing it no matter what. And that's why I need the experience so I can get a job there in Arizona because there really isn't much options for the area we're going to live in, which is near Concho, Arizona, near Sholo. I mean, there's a small FedEx place. There's a DOT place. and There's really not many options there, right? So i got to really figure out, unless I can find something that's local, that's small company, like water delivery or septic tank, that kind of thing. Which, which would be cool. Or fill in propane. That's another one that people would need out there. So, yeah, I say go for it. Uh, you say you're set to go to school next month. So, let's see, when did you send this? November 20th. So, you're probably already going to school. Nervous if this is the right move. Yeah, it was nervous for me. But I, it's kind of like I've always wanted to do it and I followed it. So, just, just go with it. Just just do it. Like I said, give it a month. You'll know in that first month if you're going to do this for the rest of your life or what your plan is or what you're going to do. But like I said, like anything, you start working at a at a big corporation, sometimes you got to put up with cleaning toilets for a year. And then uh, before you know it, you're 10 years into the company and you got your own office. Anyways, thanks for the podcast. It gives me a better idea of day to day. Thanks, Christina. But yeah, that's that's basically my journal is uh how this is all going and how my journey is going. It's it's different now. Like I've said before, I am now local, so that changes changes a lot for me. It changes a lot. It's much more for my living situation better. But like I said, even if you have no, no obligations at home, just remember that that company is going to work you. You might not like only getting 10 hours of rest a day. That was a thing for me, too. Um, you might not like 34-hour resets. However, if if you're out there and you're traveling, you're used to van life, you could probably do more with your 34. As for me, because they routed me home and I was regional, uh, it was just a quick, quick trip home. <clears throat> However... If you stay out longer, you might be able to use that advantage. Like you do get stuck in a big city on your 34. Then you can go take that Uber or go into downtown. Excuse me. And uh, check all that stuff out. But yeah, give it a try. Give it a whirl. You never know what it's going to go. Never know what it's going to go. There I go with my um, thingy my notifications here Ooh, okay all right i hope that fills it in i went overboard on that uh, comment seems like this episode's going to be a little 
long in the tooth. I was not expecting to go, oh, shoot, we're almost up to 20 minutes, and I still have one more piece of feedback. I'm dragging this out. I probably should have just, like, taken one feedback and milked this out for the next three episodes. But, no, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. So I'm not uh, not milking it, you know. So that means my next five episodes, I might not have any feedback whatsoever, man. Oh, okay. Let's see how this is going to work. What I want to do here, I want to turn this off. Make sure this is turned up. I want to try to play this. This this is a vo- this one came by Anchor's uh, voicemail system. So let's try to play this here. Hey there. I am loving your podcast. My husband and I will be getting our CDLs and uh, I've learned lots from you. I'm actually from Wisconsin and uh, some of your faux pas and trying to pronounce all the weird Wisconsin names are making me laugh out loud. Um, I just finished listening to the episode where you hit the bird and your laugh made me laugh. But enjoy uh, what you're sharing, really learning a lot and I look forward to hearing more. Well, thank you for that. Well, thank you for thank you, thank you. That's uh, really helpful. I mean, I like getting feedback like this because I'm starting to now get some, and it's like for a while there's like, is anybody listening? So it's nice to hear something like that where somebody says, "Hey, I'm listening. I'm here," and um, seems like a lot of people are they they they, they want to get that CDL. And her for husband, they could probably get on a team deal since you're both trying to get into it, and then that would be an ultimate situation there, right? <clears throat> Go out and team it. Make some. You can make some probably really good bucks because then you can, you know, team it. Double your money, right? Double that money. But thank you for your voice message. Oh man, I almost forgot all about that bird. <laughs> God, that brings back some memories. Oh man, I'll never forget how much my heart was pounding when that happened at that moment. And then how how sick of a sick fuck I was for laughing about it later on that evening when I recorded the podcast. Because it, it had me all bugged up all day, but then uh, at the end of the day when I started recording and I just lost it. Yeah. It was good times. Good times. Good times. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you continue and enjoy. I know things are going to go a little bit slower from here on out because things are a little bit different. Oh, boy. This is a cluster situation here. But with that, there's the feedback, guys. I got some. I've earned some. I think uh, Apple Podcasts, but I, every time I try to go to it, it wants me to install the app. I've got to find a way to see the comments on there. Maybe I'll read that out once I figure out how to do that. Kind of a pain in the butt. But maybe I'll just have to hop onto like an Apple device and print them out or something. I don't know. I'll figure out a way to get those so I can uh, use those in a feedback segment in the future. Maybe if I don't get any, I'll do it that way. But preferably... If you do feedback, you can do it Apple Podcasts. It's just a pain to access because I'm on an Android and it wants me to download an app and I'm not installing the app. So get in touch with me. Email, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or voicemail on Anchor. Those things I, I can get to. So yeah, go ahead and do that. Um, links, links and information is in the podcast description of the main podcast. 
Yeah. And then you can always just use Anchor. Let's promote Anchor, man. They're my sponsors. They make me some extra cheddar. Yeah. I want to. Can't open my window. What the hell? Oh, gotta turn the key. Oh, air. Kind of funny. It's winter, but because of the way I'm facing here to the south, the sun is just baking me right now. Oh. Don't need no. I don't know if podcasts have copyright violation, but we don't need that. We don't need any of that. So there we go. Holy cow, we went on 23 minutes. Hopefully that keeps you busy. And we'll see you next time on A Trucking Life of a Trucker. This trucking life of a trucker Who's a motherfucker of your mama's fat ass Ending this trucking life of a trucker Who's a motherfucker with a big fat ass dick Glad you listened and enjoy the podcast It is just a snack and never gets old fast Thank you all for listening this week Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app Follow me on Twitter at Anthrit, Instagram at Anthrit Onirobato, www.anthrit.com. Send an email to Anthrit at Anthware.com or leave a voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash Anthrit. Remember, from this time and every time on, keep on clicking on my butt fuck truck. This is Anthony from Anthware, signing off.